This is a Dynamic Network podcast. Welcome back, welcome back. This is the penultimate episode of Max Destruction Season 1. It is crazy to think this is number 19, Dustin. 18 for you, 19 for us, but everyone knows we're number 1 in everyone's hearts. And if you can follow all that math, understand that both of us grew up in public school. I can't wait, I can't wait. As as always, guys, this is Ken, that is Dustin, uh, and we are here to... To have a good time today, uh, I think we're 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 unshackled by the moorings of of our own doing, Dustin. Uh, that's right. I went from really shitty math to very poetic. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, only only you. Uh, <laughs> the math skills need improvement. The poetry is on point, but is poetry enough to save you from today's matchup? I don't think so. You would be surprised. You'd be surprised, my friend. Uh, today, of course, is going to be, uh, I think, the third Arnold uh, we've had on this season. I'm going to have to double check that real quick. Uh, if it's not, it should be because Arnold is badass. And that is why he is. So, yeah, it is the third. Uh, that would be Dutch, uh, Jack Slater, and now John Matrix from Commando versus robocop uh, of course we're going to be repping those uh later on in the episode uh as you guys remember from last week we did not have a wham which is unfortunate but you know what i'm gonna go ahead and play the the song anyways because really needs to be played um we did not, in fact, have a weekly audience matchup, but what we did have was a question of the week of sorts. Those of you that listen to the Dynamic Duel know what we're talking about when we say a question of the week. Uh, other than we don't ever pick a winner, uh, therefore ours is more badass because everybody's a winner on the Max Destruction podcast, except Dustin. I was going to uh, say except Ken. You stole my thunder there. <laughs> Suck it, nerd. Uh, so... Our question last week really kind of went to what we're going to be doing during this season break. Uh, I'm going to training. Dustin's going to be doing Dustin things. Uh, and we are both going to be playing fantasy football against each other. So really, it doesn't matter what happens. It's going to be badass. And we all know who's going to win this guy. That's right. Two thumbs pointed at me, not at you, Dustin. Uh, but for our season break. Like short episodes where instead of it being a fight, it would be Dustin ranting about X or Ken yelling about Y. Really, what grinds my gears from Family Guy? If I I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was a it was a great segment, uh, and uh, it it definitely resonated for me uh, because I love to yell into a microphone into the internet uh, about seemingly meaningless things for you guys, but for us. It means everything. So we asked what a couple of uh, responses for kind of prompts for these things, and we got two very good answers. Uh, 
of course, Scott Camacho always coming in with uh, hot with his his takes. The first one would be who would win in a children's show showdown? Barney the Purple Dinosaur versus the Teletubbies. That definitely mm. sounds like a Dustin ranting episode. Uh, I Dustin, got that. <laughs> Dustin and I both had kids, so uh, we we I know I raised my kids on the older shows. I know probably Dustin did the exact same thing, so that'd be fun. Uh, and then the other am, uh, uh, answer we got was who would win in a arm wrestling match? You or me? Oh, probably you. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and give you this win. You got Ken, who's like army stays in shape you know like you know he he has he has to be this intimidating person and then you got me who almost died from pneumonia was on oxygen and hasn't been able to work out in over a year so uh i'll 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 probably say ken although i bet you i could lay on his arm and win that way i i don't know about that either my friend and wow that the the episode really went sad there for a minute it did. It did. Anybody was was thinking we'd be hearing about uh, near death experience for Dustin, but uh, pour one out for him, folks. Uh, he's still here. Thank thank goodness, because uh, uh, I, I definitely couldn't do this episode without him, uh, mainly because I couldn't find anybody cheap enough uh, to replace him in such short notice. There are a couple of very cheap. Yeah, they a couple of people would have charged me fifty bucks. And I didn't have that kind of money at the time. So uh, I charge Anna Dr. Pepper. Just a single Dr. Pepper. Like a I single had Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Buy a 12 pack and send him one. Of course, it was to Wyoming. So it was on the back of a water buffalo. Um, yep. So it's, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, the fact that you're Wyoming, I'm Wisconsin. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're in the bastions of, of freedom and, and uh, cosmic cosmopolitan meccas as they were uh it sounded good in my head where i was going but obviously it just it crashed and burned uh dustin (laughs) do you have any uh thoughts on either one of those or uh of your own on some perspective uh rants of the week you know what really grinds my gears no um i i like the barney one i think i could go on a good tangent on that um my kids didn't watch it as much but i have two much younger brothers like one's six years younger than me and one is all the way 11 years younger so like through high school and stuff i had to turn that on just to get them to shut up so oh yeah i i can i can go on a barney fighting teletubbies rant that would be legit. Uh, of course, I think always up there for, for most guys our age is whether or not people return their shopping carts to the corrals. Uh, this is a hot button issue for me because uh, I feel like uh, we are lost as a society considering nobody does that. Uh, and it's it's simple, simple fucking courtesy, folks. And you know what? I'm not going to get started. You know, I'm not going to get my blood pressure up. That's a spoiler for all of you on how I feel about it, but don't worry. The hour and a half long rant will follow uh, while I am in training. I will find time uh, to rant about that. Um, But yeah, for next episode, of course, is our review of Rambo to finish out this season. And then we will likely be dropping, you know, one or two rants a week. I feel like just to to, to keep you interested, because, of course, Magnus Destruction is here for you, not just for me and Dustin. 
that's a lot. It's just for me and Dustin. It's and that's for me. Hang on. So, Dustin, uh, I think we should have Geo on to explain the tale of the cocoa butter. Here at the Max Destruction podcast and at the Destruction Deli, we use the tale of the cocoa butter as a measuring device. Think about it like the UFC's tale of the tape. The guys explain their characters' backgrounds, abilities, and equipment. And I use it to measure how many cannoli a person deserves. It's way more macho and 80s action than a stupid standard of measurement, don't you think? Thanks, Gio. That was outstanding. Uh, As usual, you are the by far more interesting version of what we were going to go with. Uh, originally, especially considering 18 episodes ago, you didn't even exist. <laughs> I love Gio. He's my favorite part of the show now. Sorry, he truly, he truly is. I mean, he's even my favorite, and I run the show. Uh, so every time I get to put his voice in, it's like the songbirds just come in and like Snow White's around here somewhere singing. It's it's greatness every every single time. All right, so Tale of the Cocoa Butter. I went first last week, so I believe it is your turn, my friend, to tell us about how RoboCop is going to lose this fight. Okay, RoboCop is going to win, but yeah, yeah, I'll go first. Um, So we did review the RoboCop movie, so I don't want to get heavy into the details as much as I'm just going to give some, like, quick highlights. All right, so who is RoboCop? He is a man by the name of Axel James Murphy, who was viciously like gunned down. Like again, I think we talked about it last time. How did our parents let us watch RoboCop when we were kids? I don't freaking know. Why were there toys of RoboCop? I don't know, but I kind of want an action figure where you can just blow off the arms and legs to create your own RoboCop. That would be cool. So he was taken for this experiment uh, to basically be this like ultimate police officer, the RoboCop. He gets fitted with a bunch of cybernetics and his body is in this armor that is titanium with Kevlar. And he's just like this total DA. He gets this automated uh, nine millimeter pistol that's just freaking insane. Like he goes to the firing range and just blasting and people like everyone stops to look like, what the hell is this guy? Uh, He is freaking hilarious. He's one of my favorite like childhood memories of robocop i don't know why again what the hell mom just gonna keep saying that he's gonna come in weighing 300 pounds and that's because of all that titanium he is six foot tall he has ice blue eyes because murphy was a very blonde hair blue-eyed man um so he was married gets shot gets killed whatever presumed dead his wife and son move And this becomes a part of what brings him back to realizing who he was prior. Throughout the movie, he becomes like this, the symbol for the city, this heroic cop. Um, Everyone's excited every time he rolls in. He's there to serve justice and doesn't care who he has to take down to do it. Like the policing back then, you talk police, police brutality now, like people like to say, um, Just just wait till RoboCops start hitting the street like in real life. And, you know, I don't think he'll ever complain about this era ever again. All right. He blows people in half, shoots a guy in the like he doesn't care. Okay, he is the RoboCop. He takes on giant machinery. He takes on crooked business dealers. He goes against his programming to stop crimes. And he has some of the best catch lines 
ever. Like, come quietly or there will be trouble. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Move, creep. Like, he is flipping awesome, okay? And that is RoboCop in a nutshell. Um, uh, there's not a whole lot else to say about him. You know, his, his movies are awesome. If you haven't seen it, go back, watch the original. Graphics, again, don't really hold up, but that's okay because it's flipping RoboCop. And RoboCop is going to win this. He's going to destroy Ken's character. Arnold who? Don't care. RoboCop 2023. Wow, that was an incredible stump speech. Uh, for nobody listening, uh, especially after you started going into police brutality, let's let's yeah. be honest. Any film where the guy shoots another man in the dick for trying to rape somebody, I think that is like the answer to brutality. However, I oh yeah, I agree. I'm not going to say poetic justice, but uh, RoboCop justice. We'll go with that. Uh, Bang's character, of course, but nowhere near as badass as Arnold's. I think first foray after Terminator into the pulp action genre. Arnold, of course, played the titular character in Commando, John Matrix. And as I'm pu- as I did my research, the very first line that comes up is probably my favorite out of the movie. I eat green berets for breakfast, and I am and right now very hungry. Uh, that and. I don't think you could force any more puns into this film. It is one of, if not the most quoted films when it comes to Arnold's one-liners imaginable. Uh, John Matrix is his character. Uh, He is a retired Delta Force soldier and main protagonist in the 1980 film. Uh, 85 action cult classic, Commando. Matrix is a devout, loving father, which is why he retired from the military. There's willing to do whatever it takes to protect the ones he loves, namely his beloved daughter, Jenny, who is played by a very young Alyssa Milano. Uh, that is really all the tangent that needed to go into that. Other than that, she was actually pretty annoying, uh, which is why she's only in like two and a half minutes of this film. Uh, so Matrix was born in East Germany, but at some point Matrix came to the United States and joined the military at some point, joining an elite and secret Delta Force squad. Uh, and John left the army, of course, to raise his daughter. Some years later, Matrix is informed by his former superior, General Franklin Kirby, that members of his unit were killed by mercenaries hired by a ruthless warlord. Matrix shrugs this off, but is soon attacked by the same group of mercenaries. During the assault, his daughter is kidnapped, and he goes off his own to find his daughter. Uh, the initial car chase scene is amazing because it shows that his truck, which somehow he was able to get, you know, throughout the entirety of the opening credits, shows him like one like carrying an entire tree by himself that he cut down. Uh, and then feeding a, a deer that just so happened to show up with him and his daughter. And then he was able to go to a, you know, village where they ate ice cream and had fun. It was an entire montage of an initial uh, credits, which was hilarious because uh, it did not fit the movie at all. Because otherwise you wouldn't have known that he loved his daughter other than the fact that it was him and his daughter in this house. That That's pretty much it. Uh, but he is so devout in his love for her. And he literally pushes a Ford Bronco off a cliff while driving in it to catch up with the mercenaries that stole his daughter, thus crashing into things, no brakes, 
and he's able to get out before it explodes because why not? Everything explodes in this film. Uh, it is revealed the Matrix is need to carry out a political assassination for a South American dictator uh, named Arius, who wishes to lead a military coup in, the, in his home country, where Matrix and his team originally went in and took out Arius. Uh, and, of course, the, the bad guy is, is the bad guy, played by, uh, I will get his name, uh, he was in uh, Gremlins. It was awesome. Very bad accent, but it didn't really matter. Uh, he finds out that one of the mercenaries is actually one of his former team members, Bennett, who is the knockoff version of Highlander uh, bad guy with like a very weird chain mail shirt. And it, he's got a lot of screws loose. However, he makes a very unconvincing villain because you see Arnold who's like in his heyday of just going and winning Mr. Universe versus this very portly crazy British guy who's actually South African it's a very it's again it's very weird um Matrix uh enlists a off-duty flight attendant uh who was you know around in the movie and because they needed a love interest because it was the 80s uh, he helped or had her help him uh, kill uh, a bunch of bad guys. And then they go and break into a Army Navy store in, I think, Los Angeles. I don't know. It's again, it it doesn't really matter. Honestly, it's a unknown city where there's an Army Navy store, which in the back of it, Matrix knows, is an entire arsenal uh, to include AK-47s, machine guns, Uzis. Uh, Desert Eagle 50 caliber pistols and a rocket launcher because reasons. I mean, realistically, that's that's all it is. And, all, and you can go through the whole rest of the movie just to get to the scene where he paddles himself and all of his gear into this small island where Arius is, is held out, uh, where he's trying to overtake uh, with 7,000 rent-a-bad-guy henchmen hotline guys uh and he suits up by putting on every gun that he stole into his kit and clothing to include a Mossberg 12 gauge, three Uzis, four or five pistols, an AK-47 with five million rounds of ammunition. Oh by the way, yeah no one ever runs out of ammunition in this, uh which is great. Uh and again, a rocket launcher. And he goes and assaults this villa. Uh, suffice it to say, Matrix is able to get his daughter back. Um, meanwhile, he also kills the main bad guy by throwing a pipe through him into a boiler, which lets off steam, which then goes to the final pun, let off some steam, Bennett. Now, this leads me to Matrix's powers and abilities. So I say powers because this is probably I'm going to go with a superhuman. match. This really is a superhuman versus superhuman match. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger at his most Arnold Schwarzenegger-ness uh, for a pulpy action film. He is able to move and lift cars by himself and flip them over and do what he needs to do. He's able to tear out a seat of a Porsche from the floorboards. Now, I don't know about you guys. I have replaced like seats and done stuff in my vehicles where the interior is involved. 
they're held on pretty tight by lag bolts that are about two and a half inches long uh, and they're threaded into the frame and the body. Uh, he tears it off with one hand and it doesn't really even look like he had to give much resistance in it. And again, by the way, he takes a piece of lead pipe, shoves it and not just like running into it. No, he tosses the pipe and it goes through a human body in through a steel cistern, which lets off the steam. He's strong. We're going to go with that. He's strong. And he has all the guns that he is bringing with because uh, Robocop might be bulletproof-ish, but with the amount of guns and weaponry that Matrix is bringing with him, that's all that matters. And oh, by the way, his giant fuck-off knife, uh, because why wouldn't he have that giant fuck-off knife? And those reasons and those reasons alone would be enough to win the match. However, Matrix is far funnier than Robocop. By far away, way funnier than RoboCop, and that is why, my friend, you are going to lose this final match. You know, that's uh, a lot of speculation, I feel like, and a lot of uh, fake news. Um, You know, he's strong, but he's not RoboCop strong, and, like, RoboCop is basically bulletproof. Like, let's get that real. Is, Is Arnold bulletproof? No. Okay. I don't know about that. He he gets shot at like a million times and then takes a flesh wound in the shoulder. That's it. That's all he, he deals with. And that's after he had assaulted an entire island. Uh, he allows so he fought an island of stormtroopers. Uh, incredibly uh, precise stormtroopers. And oh, I also forgot. He threw a saw blade into the air and scout the dude. That's that's where where Arnold is. All right, that you, RoboCop just doesn't have a prayer. But with all that being said, guys, I think we should hand it back over to Geo, where he's going to explain how we come up with our simulated results. Do you honestly think these idiots would be able to put their biases aside to come up with an answer to who would win? Absolutely not. So they did the next best thing. They stole a probabilistic model that a computer can use from the dynamic dual jamooks. Using this model, the guys input a character's stats, such as strength, fighting style, and most importantly, humor. They run the model 1,000 times to decide a match. Establishment in harm's way, the simulated fight doesn't have any bearing on the results, but I guess to some it's funnier. Thank you, Gio, and I'm going to go ahead and let you know right now, it is very unlikely that your building is going to be standing at the end of this. Fair warning, uh, these two are not exactly collateral damage adverse. Not even close. (laughs) Which is why this was one of the best matchups I think we could have come up with, Dustin. Uh, We end this on a banger. Uh, And with that being said, I think today's matchup is going to be, I don't know, downtown New York City. Because that's, you know, maybe RoboCop decided he's done with being in Detroit. Uh, He's finally cleaned up the streets there uh, and has decided to take on a far heavier burden, which is New York City. Um, And Matrix is there because uh, reasons. We'll go with reasons. (laughs) Um, That's fair. Yeah. 
Uh, Matrix is having to break into an Army Navy store in New York City, which he, again, knows the combinations to and how to get into that back arsenal. And we'll say that RoboCop gets called to handle the business. Good. Sounds fair. Yeah. All right, my friend. I'm going to let you go first because I'm pretty sure RoboCop would try to take charge of this. Oh, yeah. So RoboCop is going to show up on the scene, get out of his car, He's going to come out and he's just going to say calmly, come quietly or there will be trouble. And that is when a rocket comes out of the building and blows up RoboCop's car. And John Matrix walking out, loaded to the gills, loaded for bear. And he sees this car on fire and says, you said freeze. I say burn. <laughs> oh, you do, Arnold Proud. All right, so RoboCop, he's going to be, I wouldn't even say really annoyed. He is a robot after all, but he's going to, on his HUD display, he's going to see this is the target. This is who I was called to take out. And he's going to open up his little leg, leg there, grab his pistol, and just fire it at Arnold. Now, understanding that Robocop is a robot, the, the explosion probably would mess with his sensors a little bit, I'm going to say, which is going to make him a little less accurate than, than normal, which is going to allow Arnold somehow to be able to dodge. I am not going to say that this is, again, suspend belief that this giant of a man that barely can move on a good day with all of the stuff geared on him is able to move out of the way of gunshots. But again, let's, let's, let's be honest. Uh, that's probably what's going to happen. So Arnold's going to dodge out of the way, probably having to drop one of the rocket launchers. We'll say the rocket launcher that he has as he comes and rolls up, uh, you know, into cover, he's going to start strafing around RoboCop to, like, ping his weaknesses. He's going to be aiming for his knees, he's going to be aiming for his shoulders, and be aiming everywhere he can to stop this RoboCop. Okay. So, you know, Robo, he, he's not really the type to really seek cover, so he's going to move towards Arnold's direction and flat-out kick the corner of a car so it comes smashing into Arnold. Nice, like Mortal Kombat 10 way. That was that was pretty good, Dustin. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty good. So the car is going to hit like the area where Arnold is and very likely Matrix is going to have to get knocked out of the way because you know, it's a car. And you can dodge a lot of things, but you can't dodge a car uh, if dodgeball taught me anything. Um, so he's going to get hit probably full force. And he's going to have to drop another one of his guns. Don't worry. He's got a lot of them. Uh, so he is going to scamper up a uh, fire escape because those are plenty in New York City. If I've ever seen any movies ever, uh, they're all over the place. So he's going to get to cover uh, using kind of the smoke to displace where he's at and using that as as cover. Uh, he's Delta Force, so they that they they just disappear. It is what it is, and you guys just don't get it. If, that, that's how cool they, they really are. <laughs> that, to all my Delta operators out there, you're not that cool. Just just so everybody's aware, you're not. <laughs> uh, so uh, 
he's going to see that, you know, the rocket probably didn't do very much, you know, in the way of stopping this guy and probing those weak spots that he perceived the, the rounds are just ricocheting off. So he knows that there's, there's stuff that is covering everything uh, that is, you know, bullet stopping goodness. Right. But what he is going to do is he's going to lob one of his grenades in the area of some innocence to see what RoboCop would do. Uh, and RoboCop doesn't know it, but it's a dead grenade, but it looks like a real one. So he's going to drop that on her. Okay, yeah, RoboCop's going to go for the for the false grenade, probably pick it up and try to get it out of the way of the civilians, only to realize it's a dud. Um, while all of this was going on in your super long explanation about him finding cover, he has uh, used his cybernetics to fix his trajectory on his aiming so now he got flipping pinpoint accuracy again so now you gotta watch out he's gonna be mad you you faked him out acted like you're gonna kill civilians he's gonna go up to the building that arnold is in smash through the wall and then go inside and then you're not gonna see him again until he busts through a wall grabbing arnold and throwing him across the room so he's, he's going to get thrown across the room, and that's when he's going to activate the dud grenade that RoboCop is still holding, and that's when it's going to pop into smoke, just a ton of smoke in the area. Uh, and at that point, Matrix is just going to run full bore into the middle of RoboCop. He's going to close the distance. He knows that he's got he, – he may not be metal, but he can probably handle himself pretty well against anything ever really because he's john matrix so he's going to tackle him you know flying tackle in midair uh to take robocop out of the building through the hole that he had just made okay so come crashing down um i don't think the smoke would do a whole lot because robocop does have the infrared sensors so he sees all this happening but he's gonna let let him take him down and as they're landing, he's going to use his strength to chokehold Arnold. This that, is a robot. And that is when he kicks Robocop in the balls. Nothing there. <laughs> Fine. It didn't work this time, but he's going to do it. Uh, and as he's starting to like gasp for air... That is when he is going to take one of his smaller gars, like the little like throwing knives, and smash at, or slash at Robocop's mouth, which is visible, uh, to see what happens at that point. Okay, so Robocop's going to stumble back a little bit. I wouldn't really say hurt again. He's a robot, but it's gonna it's gonna take him off. Okay, like you know, you you brought the beast out of the robot. Now he's mad. Now. Now he's ready to end this fight. He's oh, going no. to... Huh? Oh, now he's mad. Yeah, now he's mad. He's going to say, dead or alive, you're coming with me. And he's going to grab a signpost, rip it out of the ground, and shove it straight through the stomach of Arnold. So he's going to take this, but don't worry. He's going to miss all of his vital organs because that's just how this works. And... Matrix is going to pull RoboCop closer 
And as he has seen how he has reacted to all the damage that he's taken, and he does kind of stumble back, Matrix knows that all he has to do is destroy the head. And that is when he is going to shove the C4 that he had been holding in his other hand into Robocop's mouth and say, don't lose your head and debate it. Blowing up Robocop before him dying of bleeding out, ending this match. Okay, I'm going to say Arnold cannot survive getting impaled, and Robocop is going to simply say, excuse me, I have to go somewhere. There's a crime happening, and he's just going to take off while Arnold dies on the ground. But, you know, you, you have your fantasy. I have uh, the truth. It is it is reality, my friend. And that, that, you know what? That's kind of fucked up. I'll, I'm going to say it on behalf of New York City residents and the entire area. It's kind of fucked up. The Robocop just leaves. You know, and I never really noticed that about the movie. Like, he would do something and then just leave. Like, yeah. on fire, cars are burning, dudes are probably dying of internal injuries that weren't even involved in this. It's just... Some school teacher trying to drive across the street gets blown up and he's just like, no, nah, it's, it's cool. I'm I'm good. And then he leaves. Yeah, I, I really don't think I have ever seen somebody in the backseat of RoboCop's car. <laughs> like he, he kills yeah. him. He's like, all right, I blew off your junk. Time to head out. It's solid. Right. Yeah. No, that's not true. He did bring in Clarence Boddicker. But he probably didn't bring him in the back of the truck. He did like a Burt Reynolds, like tied into the bank of the trunk and like fucking dragged him or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. All right. So before we get into the final results of this season, Dustin, let's go into the destruction spectrum. Geo? The destruction spectrum, or as I like to call it, the insurance adjuster's notes. The guys take each character's destruction potential and decide on a scale of 1 to 5. Really, it's all about how much damage they do to my deli. Since you guys think it's hilarious, I guess I'll just keep switching insurance companies. There is certain to be a ton in New York, right? I don't think he's happy today, Dustin. And I think he's uh, no. probably not doing very well. Yeah, this is, this is going to take a hit on the deli for sure. Yes, my friends. So, uh, Dustin, I'm going to go ahead and say this is like a 3.5. Like, this is this is a very solid, between the weapon systems that both these guys employ and the fact that it doesn't, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they would go through walls, like, not like they were trying to throw each other through it, but like they would just walk through the wall to get to it. It, it was very weird. Yeah. Ignore the door, you know, one foot away. Just just walk right through the wall. That's that's Robocop in a nutshell. Oh, 100 percent. And I agree with that. Um, and uh, John Matrix, he can't be outdone. So he would very likely do the same. Um, my friend. Who do you think actually won this fight? Uh, I think Robocop's just too durable. He's a big guy. He's durable. He does have the automatic pistol. I'm still I'm still going Robocop, mostly because I don't like you winning. <laughs> well, that's funny because you've won the last couple. Uh, so I think it's time for you to lose regardless, but that's okay. We let math and science decide. 
uh, and the winner of today's fight, and we'll say the champion of this season, is RoboCop, of course. Nah, I'm just kidding. It was John Matrix uh, by a lot, actually. Uh, his superhuman strength and feats really kind of put him over the top for RoboCop. Uh, and honestly, it's the way God intended it. That's three for three for Arnold. Suck it, Dustin. Guys, thank you for being a part of this for us with this season. Uh, we can't wait to hit up season two. Uh, and of course, we're going to do Rambo next week. Uh, Dustin... I, I I really appreciate that you you have been such a great punching bag for me uh, and doing the things that you do so well, which hopefully means losing all the next season. Uh, you have anything to put out to our guests before we are out of here for the episode? Uh, just that, you know, it's been awesome being a part of this podcast. I can't wait for the episodes to come and the future of Max Destruction. You know, look out for Barney versus Teletubby rant because it, it it will be coming. All right. I know I personally am excited and probably going Winky on this one. I, I definitely feel like Winky's got this. Uh, that's 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 for you old, old millennials out there. You, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's a little little worrisome, but it's OK. Uh, <laughs> guys, thank you again for coming uh, to listen to our podcast and continue to let it grow. We watch it every week. More and more listeners are listening, uh, which is good, because if the listeners were trying to look, it wouldn't work out very well for them. Uh, you know, that's, again, science joke. <laughs> See what I did there. Uh, keep on with our uh social media that's how we're going to be releasing what we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks uh and dustin till we meet again my friend